it, it was really just having the systems in place, having the calculator, knowing when you look at a property, being able to make a decision within 10 minutes, whether it was worth pursuing or not. And then just, you know, being able to call the the lender, you know, and whim and produce a, um, you know, a qualification letter. So yeah. And, and then I remember Winnie was the one that kind of pushed us in terms of really pulling the trigger on the two that we ultimately got. The first thing you taught us was to think about what is your why? What are your goals in life? And so we realized that we needed that cash flow as a secondary source of income. We didn't want to rely primarily on our jobs. And we wanted to find a means to provide cleaner environment housing for people while creating jobs and the tax advantages associated with it. So we kept that in focus and we realized that we can't let our fear hold us back and we actually need to take action to get over the analysis paralysis. And so that's what we did. It was through your guidance and mentorship through the program. Are you interested in learning more about owning your own portfolio, cash flowing rentals? If so, we invite you to take our free mini course, the Crash Course in Cash Flowing Rentals. When you take our mini course, you'll learn the strategies we use to build our portfolio. You'll also get to see several of our students featured who have successfully built their own portfolios as well. To take our crash course, link to semiretiredmd.com forward slash mini course, M-I-N-I dash C-O-U-R-S-E, or visit our website at semiretiredmd.com and link to the crash course on cash flowing rentals there. You may also want to join a waitlist for our introductory course, Zero to Freedom Through Cash Flowing Rentals, while you're at our website too. We'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by our brand new course called Fast Fire Bookkeeping for Real Estate Investors. Do you have a pile of receipts and a bunch of statements that are stacking up in your office and the pile isn't getting any smaller? Are your rental properties getting you closer to financial freedom? Do you even know how your properties are performing? Well, the answer to your problem is doing your books the right way, and that's what our course is about. We'll teach you how to set up your books the right way, not just for tax time, but also so you can unlock the insights that will help you maximize your cash flow. For more information or to sign up, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash fastfirebookkeeping. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, a place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. We are so excited today to have Dr. Joel and Winnie Nepenas here joining us, and they're going to be talking about their real estate journey. So welcome, guys. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. So for anyone who doesn't know you, I know a lot of people in the Empire Builders community are aware of your story, but for those who don't know you, can you talk about what you do for work and how you ended up investing in real estate? Um, I guess I'll go first. And uh, so I've been an academic dentist pretty much all my career. You know, originally, I think I wanted to go into medicine, actually, is what I aspired to. So I'm a physician wannabe. Got into dentistry right after after not getting into medicine the first time around. And, um, um, you know, I think when I was in dental school, I really didn't know what dentistry was all about. And right away, just felt it wasn't for me while I was in it. I had the sinking feeling. 
Um, but, you know, just finished it, uh, did a residency down in the States, and then kind of stumbled upon the specialty that, um, that I'm in right now, which is oral medicine. And it pretty much is the interface between medicine and dentistry. So, um, so did the training in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the program that I now oversee. Um, and I've been a residency program director, either for general practice programs, hospital-based, or oral medicine for the past um, pretty much all my career, right out of residency training. So, um, but yeah, Winnie, tell, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, yeah, so actually, I started um, in corporate banking first, and actually started very young age at the age of high school um, as a teenager. And that was just because um, with my upbringing, we didn't really have much. So I started working to help support my family at a young age. So during my school years, I focused heavily on my studies um, because I was determined to get more to get myself more to a better financial place while helping my family. Eventually, after many years of hard work, I obtained a bachelor's degree in economics followed by a bachelor's degree of nursing science. Um, and I just wanted to continue to help people and accomplish my dreams of whether helping people financially or just uh, in their overall well-being. So what led you to into real estate? Were you burned out or what What exactly was it that, that led you here? So uh, for me, you know, originally when I went into, I was in dental school and actually I was introduced to Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was in dental school by a friend of mine. And I remember I read it and, you know, I was like, okay, this is cool, you know, but doesn't apply to me. I'm going to go into a career that I like. And so, and I'm going to make a good living. So it doesn't matter. So I kind of dismissed it and, you know, went into an academic career. Now my specialty, number one, it's not as lucrative as even a general practitioner. Number two, you go into academics, you do take a significant pay cut. And number three, there's very limited opportunities and it entailed us having to move away and move across the country several times, you know, for our career. And we're both very attached to our families in Canada. And so even though I've engaged in this career and been very successful with it, almost on a daily basis, I, I you know, I feel the pain of the sacrifice of um, having to move away from family in order to, to engage in this career. So we, you know, so we actually briefly moved back to Canada in 2012, when we were pregnant with our kids. And for some reason, when we moved back to Canada, it just wasn't, you know, I think we had the setup that I liked, but it wasn't as financially lucrative. So I was kind of lured back over here, strictly for financial reasons. And, and that's the thing. And so, and I had that angst, you know, just missing my family, missing being in Canada. And, and we had friends that were in, or cousins that were in real estate. And I saw people that were working well into their 60s, you know, grinding it out on call in the hospital, doing rounds. And I said, you know, I love doing this, but, you know, I just can't do this full time, see myself doing this full time for the next 25 years. And so that's really just kind of stumbled across your blog, went to on a whim, just went to Peter Kim's conference in 2019, met you guys um, and met some some of your early students. And, you know, right then and there, we said, okay, let's do it. And Winnie, kind of talk about how you you got on board, because I was a little bit ahead of it than you were. You were indeed. Um, so yeah, we, we realized that our dream jobs were not enough um, to get us where we wanted to be. So both Joe and I, we just decided to take action to further educate ourselves as real estate investors. But the problem was we didn't really know how. And like Joe said, that was when we came across your blog and and he told me about it. And I, and I was like, okay, well, that's nice. But I didn't really think much of it. And then as I learned more about your program, I started taking the courses. I realized that you know, this is what we've been looking for to achieve our financial dreams, to have that 
secondary source of income as a cash flow was key to what we were looking for. And we loved your program since that the systems and processes that you've taught us step-by-step help guide us to what we needed to get us started investing into real estate. And, you know, we're looking back now, if we didn't do what we did, we would have not be where we are today. Yeah, it's amazing what you guys did. And you started right away during the course, putting in offers, as I recall. So can you tell everyone about that? You know, how did you get over that additional, uh, that stumbling block that a lot of people stop at, which is analysis paralysis and move to take action? I think it was, I, I just remember late at night, I think it was the co- the one where we were being taught how to initially screen properties. And, and then we just found ourselves in bed with our phones on Redfin, you know, both of us just, you know, and, and then quickly just, you know, plugging them into the cash on cash calculator. And uh, finally, you know, we, we, we found, I think we put in several offers and we were outbid and, and then I, I think just stumbled across it. And I, well, I think let's back up a little bit. It's really just the confidence of building your team and having trust and following the steps and with the team members in place that, you know, we were able to Pull the trigger while we were still in the course, seeing properties sight unseen, you know, from because uh, we chose Tampa, Florida, uh, even though we live in Charlotte, just because we couldn't find any properties that met our criteria. Uh, so it, it was really just having the systems in place, having the calculator, knowing when you look at a property, being able to make a decision within 10 minutes whether it was worth pursuing or not. Um, and then just, you know, being able to call the 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 lender, you know, and the whim and produce a, um, you know, a qualification letter. So, but yeah. And, and then I remember Winnie was the one that kind of pushed us in terms of really pulling the trigger on the two that we ultimately got. And I'd like to add to that is that um, the biggest thing that we learned from your course is the mindset component and the why. So the first thing you taught us, well, was to think about what is your why, what are your goals in life? And so we realized that we needed that cash flow as a secondary source of income. We didn't want to rely primarily on our jobs. And we wanted to find a means to provide cleaner environment housing for people while creating jobs and the tax advantages associated with it. So we kept that in focus and we realized that we can't let our fear hold us back. And we actually need to take action to get over the analysis paralysis. And so that's what we did. It was through your guidance and mentorship through the program. And you guys put in a couple offers during the course, like you just said, that you didn't get. Was it your why that got you through that? You just kept focused? Because I know a lot of people also, if they've had a couple offers that didn't go through, they start to get frustrated or angry or or feel like it's not going to work out. Well, we were determined to make it happen. Nothing was going to stop us. So we got that first offer and you know we were excited. And Ironically, the second offer we put in, it it just happened. It fell into our laps. So once you get over that first hump, which is the biggest hurdle, you will have more confidence to move forward because you've learned so much along the way. It may not seem much, but it takes you in your mindset and your thinking to greater lengths to take the action that you need to achieve your dreams. Although I think uh, we kind of pulled the trigger a little bit faster on the second one, and we were just closed on the first one. Um, and it was kind of an off-market deal, and you know our agent kind of presented to uh, presented it to us, and we kind of already knew what properties like that were going, and we did our market analysis, and it was one of those ones where they were requiring a bid, and all, all, all you know, we didn't follow the steps of 
you know, once you bid, you're kind of committed, you know. Um, but so we just had our our agent and the contractor kind of do a superficial walk through the property, but the price was so good. So we thought, you know, let's just let's just do it and take a bit of a chance. And um, and so we did and you know, locked it up and it didn't, you know, and afterwards, you know, it wound up being a full rehab where the renovations were like double what we originally anticipated it to be and took twice as long as we had originally anticipated it to be. Um, and, but I think it was such a great learning experience. And I think it, in, in a way that, well, number one, the additional renovation costs were used to offset my clinical income with Winnie achieving reps. And then number two, just the time that she spent acquiring it really added to her reps hours. Um, so, you know, in the end, um, yes, it affected our cash on cash. Uh, but in the end, you know, when we look at it, you know, now and what it's going to cash flow this year and what it's worth now, um, it's just uh, absolutely mind blowing. And so, but uh, yeah, just pushing through it. But there, it wasn't easy. You know, you gotta you gotta keep reminding yourself. I know Winnie, Winnie, Winnie dealing with you know cops and you know vandalism and things like that. And I always just remind your you guys' story about the the fence that kept on getting vandalized. And you're you're thinking, okay, this is just part of the process. It's an investment, right? And just don't get just don't get all hung up on that. Amazing. Yeah. So talk to us about, uh, you, you mentioned reps and I, I wanted to make sure that the audience understood, you know, really, you know, stands for real estate professional status. And so it sounds like Winnie, you were the, were you the real estate professional? I was, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so it sounds like, so you did the rec- required hours and that allowed you to take the losses from your rental properties to shelter the income that Joel was making. Is that right? Correct. Yes. And it ironically, it worked out uh, very well for us because even though we had a property manager um, manage our property, which is four states away, which by the way, you can invest in properties out of state and doesn't have to be locally. So um, that's a great advantage of owning real estate as well. But um, the advantage for uh, from our situation was that I asked our property manager, is it okay if I may assist you? If need be, on you know during the renovation process, which worked out wonderfully because she actually was uh, spread thin and uh, she had a lot on her plate, and so I was able to converse directly with the contractor and her throughout the whole project. And this was during COVID, which was a challenging aspect of it all because we bought our properties right before COVID hit, which we didn't know. And we had a full rehab to do. So dealing with labor shortages and and supply issues, that was just a whole challenge on its own. But it was a great learning opportunity, which I took. And it was, you know, something that I'm just glad that uh, it worked out in the end. So can you tell us a little bit about those properties? Because I know you mentioned your first and your second property. What were they? and, uh, And what did you end up doing with them over the last couple of years? So the first that we got was a duplex in in St. Pete's, and it was kind of in a what you would classify a C-class neighborhood, but there's it's next to an area that's quickly becoming A-class. Um, you know, there's a main strip. Um, there's you know just across one block over, there's three quarter of a million dollar homes being built, and in the in the neighborhood where ours is, um, there were you know scatterings of half a million dollar homes being built, you know, and, you know, and our duplex was like a fraction of the cost of that. And so, um, so we just thought, you know, did the numbers and thought this is just a, an amazing location and for, and the price point. Um, and so we just made sure that we locked it up and when he was able to actually talk directly to the selling agent, you know, just to kind of get an inside 
insider with it. Um, now with that one, we, there's long-term, long-time tenants in it, but somehow we were able to raise the rent significantly and build back utilities um, without even renovating it. You know? And so, but then, you know, fast forward to this year and we're raising the rents even further because Tampa happens to be the highest rent growth among the highest rent growth in the nation, 25%. And so, and then just the organic um, appreciation uh, has it valued at, you know, essentially we've 3X our equity on it right away without even having to renovate it yet. We haven't even forced appreciation on it yet. And so, so we, you know, that ugly looking, <laughs> you know, needs a little bit of tender loving care, which we haven't done yet. Uh, Duplex has is, is been a superstar for us. Wow. And then what about your uh, other property? You had mentioned that you got a, a second property. Yeah. The second one we did a, you know, we did the full rehab and, um, you know, we had squatters in there for probably about three months, you know, everybody. And so it took a while just to kind of get the renovation started. And then, uh, you know, when he can kind of comment about kind of playing referee between the pro- the property manager and the contractor and the person that does our lawn and calling the cops and, and, and things like that. Um, and so, you know, like we said, the renovation was twice as much as we thought it would be. Uh, however, um, this is what's the astounding part of it. You know, when we got it, when we got it rented, you know, one example was the main, it's a main house with a triplex behind it. And, um, I think we were able to raise rents by 30%, you know, to compare to what it was when we bought it. Uh, but then this year, you know, a couple of the units are up for lease again. And so the house, as an example, when we bought it, the main house was renting for 1400. And then we rented it out our first year for 19 or just shy of 2000. Um, our property manager has it on the market. And he's confident that it's going to go for just shy of 3000. Um, and that's just how crazy wow. the market is. And then, you know, we, he also, and then he kind of evaluates, he's also an agent. Our property manager is convinced that is pretty confident that, you know, it's easily double what we paid for it. So, so yeah, our renovation was significantly higher. It took longer. The carrying cost was longer, but you know, we're in for a nice cash on cash year this year, plus some really nice appreciation on it. Amazing. In a hot neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, have you done a cash out refi yet? Not yet. We're thinking of, we, we, because basically we got it as a bridge loan, which they funded what we originally was the estimated renovation costs plus the purchase price. And then we cashed out refi on that about less than a year ago um, just to get a conventional loan. But I think we're going to sit on it a little bit longer uh, before cashing out again. Um, until we have it all, you know, and, but I think this is the year that we finally have it stabilized until exactly where we want to, where we want it. This week's podcast is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals. Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals is a 10-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cashflowing rentals will allow them to achieve financial freedom and work in medicine or their day jobs on their own terms. Our course is only open to registration twice a year, so be sure to get on the waitlist at semiretiredmd.com and check out the course details on our course landing page. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Caliber Home Loans. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. Now, we've been working with Dan and his team for over five years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. 
Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or a vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at semiretiredmd at caliberhomeloans.com to get a free consultation. So Winnie, can you tell us a little bit of that story? Because I'm sure this is going to be one of those things when you're 80, you're sitting back laughing about it. And it sounds like you actually already have a great laugh about it even now, a couple of years later, which is pretty remarkable. But what happened? Oh, yeah, it was it was very memorable. Um, <laughs> I guess it was yesterday. So we purchased the property and um, it was it was not in the best of conditions, to say the least. So unfortunately, we had uh the previous owner was also the landlord. And shortly after we purchased it, one of the challenges that we learned along the way was that he was still collecting rents from our tenants. <laughs> yes. And so, correct. Yeah. And, and that was the reason why the tenants weren't paying us rent because, you know, it was it was an interesting story to say the least in that part of things. But we purchased the property also because it was in, not only in a great location, but it was also in the path of progress. Mm-hmm. And we've learned that uh, shortly after we purchased uh, the property, there are other houses in the area that investors were buying, that they're flipping, which was great. But again, because it was in the path of progress area, there were certain activities that were going on that we had to deal with. So that took a lot of calls on my behalf to the local police department, et cetera, to try to clean up the area, which I had to contact other homeowners nearby and see if we could collaborate. So, I mean, it took a lot of creativity four states away during COVID to try to help clean up that area. And and it was amazing because once we renovated that property and we gotten rid of, uh, you know, all the, the tenants and transformed it, we've gotten so many compliments from neighbors across the street in the area saying that, thank you for what you're doing, um, because they they needed that light, I guess, in that area, um, in their neighborhood. So, you know, and ever since then, we're seeing more and more homes being flipped over, they're being remodeled. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, our example was, uh, is a great story that could lead the way to for others to look beyond what you see, but uh, to envision what can be. Yeah, the intersection where our property was, we found out after the fact, was a big area of congregation for drug activity. And so it was like 5 5 p.m., there were dozens and dozens of people just hanging out there for doing drug deals. And that activity has since gone away, you know, ever since we... And so it's just it's just amazing. You're just improving neighborhoods when you're doing this also. Did we ever tell you that our sixplex in Oklahoma City, when mm-hmm. we looked at the Google Earth shot after we bought it, it was actually a raid, a SWAT team yeah. with guns <laughs> going into the property that was in the Google Earth picture Google Maps. for, this, for yeah. the same exact reason. We had yeah. no idea. <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, you know, you, you know, for those uh, listening to this on the podcast, you can't you know, see me, but I'm definitely applauding you guys. I mean, that is incredible. And also the mindset and psychology, right, mm-hmm. that you had throughout it. You know, you look at the, all I heard from you this whole time, and this is a real great lesson for everyone listening. All I heard from you the entire time was, it's just been amazing learning, right? Like you've learned so much from this experience. And, and I know that that's going to lead to future success for you because, you know, you, if you can get through this, you can get through anything, right? These are all learning opportunities, the mistakes that we make or the setbacks. And the only way you learn is do it. Just jump there, jump in there and do it and just try to minimize any fatal mistakes, you know, that would set you back, but uh, it would take a lot to make, you know, to be a fatal mistake if you do things right. 
Amazing. So for everyone who's listening to you now who have never jumped in and, and invested in property, do you guys have any pieces of advice you would share? You want to take this, Winnie? Sure. Uh, I would say that on our journey so far, you, you're going to face many challenges and you will need to show strength during these moments and have the heart not to give up because challenges are normal and they will be expected. So you just have to have the right mindset to overcome it. And you're not alone in this community. You have, you know, if you take the right courses, be educated, take the right steps as well, and surround yourself with the mentors and a community of like-minded investors, you can do this. And you are, again, are not alone in this journey. So try not to be afraid and just learn from the lessons that come along with them because you, you will go far with what you learn. I, I couldn't say it any better than that. Um, and I think what it is is, yeah, get mentors, um, learn as much as you can. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like what Tony says, proximity is power. Get close to the people that are doing what you want to do and have them show you exactly how to do it and be around the people that are doing what you want to do. Um, and, and that was the cool thing was even while we were doing this, you know, we're like messaging with other people in the Tampa market and, you know, they're going through their struggles and we're kind of exchanging you know, exchanging stories. And, and so, you know, that we're all going through this together and we're even talking about, you know, same contractors, same property managers. And, and so it's just, it's just really cool that even though we were all cooped up in our house during COVID that we actually probably still felt the most community that we have, you know, felt, um, you know, otherwise, you know, having not done this. So, so yeah, get mentors and be in a community uh, around people that are doing it. Well, I, and I also have to mention, uh, you know, you guys have each other as well, right? And I love watching you guys interact. And I, and I wanted to ask the question, you know, how has it been working together as a couple and building this real estate portfolio and, and real estate empire? How has that been? I think it's been an exciting journey, to say the least. I mean, um, we found along the way what our strengths and weaknesses were, what our skill sets were that we should be focusing more on, and how we could collaborate with one another and kind of build that perfect team amongst ourselves um, in, in order to achieve, you know, the first step into the next to create that wealth that, you know, that we need and our dreams. So I think communication is definitely important, collaborating with one another and having just the right mindset is key to it all as well. Yeah. And I think working together, I, I believe that our, our skills and strengths actually complement each other. Um, but because they are different in in some ways, they also are sources of friction along the way. But you know, it's a strength. And so I'm kind of a big picture planner, bring all the people together. But then I, she's the finisher and the doer and the negotiator. And um, you know, I, I may be the guy that would talk to ten people and pretty superficially, but then she'll talk to one or two and negotiate something out of it. And I was just like, "How did you just do that?" You know, um, or you, know, or you know, if we have to, I mean, she and I'm very big picture, and she's very detail oriented, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm numbers, and she's very operational. So, uh, so you know, I think while again, it's a source of friction that we we view things from a different lens. It's also a strength. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And let's talk about your next venture. So you two have now gone into syndications together. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I think um, it was around this time last year that we were, I think Winnie was, you know, we just kind of, we, we immerse in everything, all real estate. And so I've been following a lot of the 
you know, the, 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 the gurus that do apartments. And, uh, and then, you know, we were in this, um, you know, the leverage and growth summit, which is going on right now at the time of recording uh, last year. And we kind of connected with a number of physicians in the group and that were interested in doing this. And then, um, you know, Winnie had expended so much time and effort, um, you know, managing our properties that she's, she wanted to look into uh, other things um, in addition to, you know, building our own empire. And so um, she kind of twisted my arm into it. And, uh, you know, and since she's the one doing it, um, and I said, okay, let's look into this. And then I think I, I remember we asked you guys, and I said, if you're going to get training, who would you go with? And kind of went with your recommendation. And so, you know, found our mentor, kind of got connected with, um, you know, with that group and made so many friends, met so many people. And, um, you know, and, and just, um, you know, you know it's, it's just been a, an interesting journey thus far. Uh, but yeah. And also yeah. For, for, I didn't, I neglected to mention, so syndications is when you get together a group of investors and you go buy a big, a large apartment building. And so Winnie, you're really leading that where you're going and helping find, find the deals. And then also taking part in the management, long-term management of those properties. So can you talk to us about, you know, how that's going and what you like about it? Yeah. So I would first say that taking your course was the first, it really helped a lot in terms of moving on to the next step um, because it's the basic foundations are still the same. You still got to build your team first. That's the most critical thing. Get that A team in place and then start building the relationships with the brokers um, and going from there. So it's, it seems like it's a lot more in a different sense. And yes, it can be, but again, it goes back to your mindset. So if you're determined to get this done, you will get there. So um, this is where we're focusing now. We just want to diversify, have uh, additional multiple sources of income as well. And so we're focusing on market and, and building our team here and get things going. Um, again, it's very highly competitive in the market here, but we're going to keep on trying. Um, We've heard many sto uh, stories where people tell us that it's going to take time and get your first deal, but thereafter it will get easier. So uh, we are you know, focused on that and we're not going to give up and we are going to overcome this challenge in time and you know, reach our goals from there. And it gets you real estate professional hours once you have that syndication that you're leading, right? Because you're doing all the kind of oversight and management of it. And that's going to get you a lot of real estate professional hours too. So that's great. Correct. Yes. We're super excited about that as well. And I think the other, the other piece of it that's in syndications is that um, you can get other people to invest with you. And, and so I love, I love the aspect of education and I can talk about this for hours and, you know, it entails, you know, finding investors. And for me, you know, and, and showing them that there's a way that you can invest in real estate if you don't have the time and the stamina to, um, you know, to do what we're doing, you know, um, and to be able to passively invest and that there's other ways that you can um, get really good returns, relatively risk-free. Um, it's not risk absent, but, you know, uh, risk-adjusted returns um, without having to be a, you know, a landlord and actively managing it. So um, for me, it's been talking to a lot of uh, colleagues um, and it's like kind of eye-opening, you know, because they've never looked at it. All they've looked at is, you know, saving uh, for a nest egg with their stock and bond portfolio, or, you know, I have a lot of classmates that are, they're kind of burnt out in their practice. Um, and they're just looking for other ways to find a stream of income. 
Um, and they're not going to go in and, you know, be landlords directly on properties. Um, but so I tell them all about this. And, and I said, look, you know, this is cash flow. And, you know, again, it's just like with you, uh, the, the principle is getting something that cash flows. Um, and, and then, you know, the appreciation is kind of the bonus um, also with that. And, you know, doing something that is not just relying on, you know, your retirement account getting to a certain amount and selling your practice uh, to fund your retirement. I think it's, it's something that would, um, you know, pay itself continually and give you, I guess, what you would call generational wealth. So uh, to me, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, I'm an educator by nature. Uh, I just love now going out and talking to people that are just like me and educating them about this. So what are your plans moving forward? Are you planning to build, continue to build your own rental portfolio and do the syndications or, or, or focus more on the syndications? What's your plans going forward? In the immediate future, it's the syndications, but, you know, we definitely want to still expand our own portfolio. So we're very happy with the properties that we have. Um, you know, we, we may look for opportunities where we may 1031 them. Um, we also want to have some short-term rentals, you know, for in our portfolio. Uh, so, you know, I think those are, we actually almost, almost did one last year just because we didn't, we didn't have anything to, uh, you know, to bonus depreciate, you know, we were, we were, we almost did a short-term rental last year. Um, so it, I think definitely everything it's in the cards um, because, you know, doing the syndications right now is our immediate focus and building that and, you know, educating colleagues and giving them the opportunity to partner with us. And lastly, before we end, I really want to talk about dentists because there are a lot of dentists in our community. And I think dentists in a way are, are really set up for entrepreneurship this way. A lot of them own their own practices, mm -hmm. um, are kind of used to running businesses. Can you talk a little bit about dentists in the investment real estate space? So, yeah, and I think the dentists, you know, I still think the majority of dentists are individual practice owners. You know, I did not fit that bill. You know, I, you know, I, uh, you know, going into academics and, you know, I think what I'm in kind of resembles more like a physician's arrangement, you know, working for a big academic medical center, but, um, you know, so yes, the dentists do have, um, more entrepreneurial background. However, they're, they're very good and very focused on their practices. Um, but you know, when it comes to investing, I think they tend to look for a lot of, uh, bright, shiny new objects, and whether whether it's trading stocks or crypto uh, and that sort of thing. These are the kind of conversations that I have with my colleagues. Um, but you know, I'm just talking to them. Is but a lot of them, as you know, there's there's too much autonomy with dentists because you know the buck stops with them. And but in in most of their cases, they they don't own a business; they own a job. You know, and 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 that's all they're talking about is just how burnt out in their practices. And so they're just looking for other ways to build wealth and and generate income and you know as a dentist you're not in there doing procedures with your patients you're not earning income so um so you know i think most of the people that i've spoken to uh this is kind of still a new concept for them and, and i know there's a hand there's a handful of folks that do own their real estate but they're doing it mostly just for appreciation you know um and but not for cash flow so um so yeah, I mean, most definitely, I think we we, we really want to educate and uh, let them know that hey, there's there's so many ways that you can do this um, the proper way with cash flow uh, being in mind. 
Awesome. So for people who want to get a hold of you too, we'll put below in the comments, we'll put your contact information so people can reach out to you and learn more about your syndications. And then we'll also put a link down below about a primer for real estate professional for physicians and other doctors so that everyone can kind of learn more about what Winnie's been doing with real estate professional and sheltering income and getting tax savings as well. Thank you guys so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. And it was such a pleasure to talk to both of you. Likewise, thank you very much for having us. It was an honor and thank you for everything you've done for us and with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.